Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I'm going to tell you a story, a quick story about uh, me and the kids on a plane. And we were uh, coming back. Uh, my parents used to camp, you know, do the trailer thing and used to have a place in Florida. And we went down there when my daughter was a toddler. So say maybe three, three years old, four years old, something like that. And, um, and we had a great time and everything was great. And then we went to get on the plane to come home and not a word of a lie. Uh, we're, we're all in line to go on the plane and thank goodness the plane wasn't as full as it could have been, but we're literally walking up the, the gangplank thing there for lack of a better word. And the flight attendants, the pilots are all there greeting us. Hi, come on, welcome aboard, welcome aboard. You know, as you go in, my daughter literally walked, took one step onto the plane and then barfed at their feet. It was the most embarrassing, most horrific thing at the time that you could have imagined. And, um, but it's, it's what happens with kids, right? So, uh, the flight attendants were absolutely fabulous and immediately tried to help us and so on and so forth. Uh, let us switch seats. So there wasn't too many people around us, uh, during the journey because my daughter was sick and continued through the flight. So, and many of the passengers were very sympathetic, you know, handing us barf bags and whatever. And I'm thinking after reading this story, they could have easily said if it was Swoop Airlines, which it wasn't, uh, get out. You're not even going on the plane. You're not even getting on. And, you know, perhaps there was many passengers behind us going, you're not letting them on the plane, are you? Um, but we did, and we went on the plane, and we managed to keep uh, our daughter uh, under control as best we could and manage the situation as best we could and not interfere with uh, the other people on the plane. Uh, fast forward to a scenario where an Ontario family said they were kicked off a plane because one of their twin daughters threw up before takeoff. Furious. Uh, and, and then had to make alternate plans, which cost them uh, several hundred dollars, thousand dollars to, 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 to get back to where they needed to be. Uh, and, and basically, um, these people were, were, were just removed and they weren't, uh, uh, this was a flight that, that was uh, supposed to come into Hamilton, uh, got diverted to Montreal because of poor weather, that sort of thing happens. Uh, and, and anyway, long story short, they were stranded. And had to make their way home. Uh, they were told uh, to call a line, which didn't provide them with any service. They could perhaps take a, uh, a bus ride home from Montreal to uh, Toronto, six-hour road, a six-hour drive on icy roads at the time and such, which is why there was the weather issues. So it just turned their Christmas holiday basically turned into a nightmare. It didn't happen. They came home. And, and never got to uh, their destination in Victoria, I believe it was. So anyway, um, at the end of all of this, even now, Swoop Airlines is only giving them partial compensation. Uh, they said that the uh, girl was, you know, justified in being kicked off the plane, but the rest of you weren't. So we're only going to refund part of the money of the family as if the mother and the daughter were supposed to go on and the father was going to take the other child and and go on on with the trip and such so it's 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 just a you know a terrible situation which you can see happening and then financially how and, and etc made worse by the decision of this airline what are your rights what what can you do what can't you do and is this the way things should have happened let's bring in uh ian lee sprott school of business carlton university he is with us now ian thanks for the time much appreciated 
My pleasure. My pleasure, Scott. You've traveled a lot, Ian. I'm sure you've run into this sort of thing. I'm sure yeah. you can see it from both sides of the aisle here. Uh, should Swoop have been a little bit more sympathetic? I'm not sure. And I, yes, I can see it from both sides. And by the way, I do not consult directly or indirectly to anybody anywhere, including airline industry. I've uh, And let me just go big picture just for a second before we deal with Swoop. Because I teach this every year in class. It's, the airline industry is fascinating. There's incredible amounts of strategy, and that's what I teach is the strategy course. And there's an incredible amount of strategy in the airline business. Because it's not just about the plane. It's about how many seats there are and how close you squish them together. And do you hand off the luggage on connections? And, you know, do you have, is it point-to-point or is it hub-and-spoke? I mean, there's just a gazillion variables. And in this industry, there's historically for the last 30 years has been two segments. Uh, there's the full-cost carriers, sometimes called the mainline carriers. We're all familiar with them. That's Air Canada and United and Lufthansa, all the big, big names. And they're, they have a higher cost structure. They have lots of support for you. They look after your baggage, and they look put you into a hotel if the flight's canceled or delayed, and, you know, that sort of thing. Then about 30, 40 years ago, actually, 68, 1968, the low-cost or budget segment emerged, and that's Southwest Airlines and JetBlue, and even WestJet emerged as a uh, as a low-cost or a budget carrier. We all know about that, and they've you know they've cut out a lot of services that you get on the full of the mainline carriers. In the last five years, there's a new segment that has emerged called ultra-low-cost carrier, ULCC. People can Google it. And think of Ryanair, think of Frontier or Allegiant in the States. And when I say they strip out everything, I mean all you can, you should go in on these airlines if you fly on them, and Swoop is an ultra-low-cost carrier. Assume that you're going to have a seat and no more. I'm not being funny or flippant. If you have any expectations of customer service, don't fly on an ultra-low-cost carrier. It is not for everybody. I have flown on Allegiant. Um, and it's you. You. Uh, my advice to everybody out there is: be prepared. You should be flexible. If you're in a rush to get to your destination and you have no leeway on your on your schedule, don't fly ultra low cost because you can't. You, you, there's no assurance you'll get there on time. This is not to put them down. It's for people who are really uh, don't have a lot of money. So seniors on a very tight, tight budget, um, who are you know have luxury of time because they're retired. Students and uh, unemployed people and people who just have a lot of flexibility in their life and are really frugal and really want a super cheap ticket. You can go ultra low cost, but you cannot go on a low cost carrier, ultra low cost carrier, and assume that if something goes wrong. You'll be treated like you're on Air Canada or on Lufthansa or United. In this instance, I suspect, and I do not know, I don't have inside information, but I'll be very quick on this. On the swoop story where the little girl threw up, they have the decision, they have the authority under the act, under the law that regulates the airlines to uh, take somebody off the plane if they believe that they have medical issues. And they, uh, these ultra-low-cost carriers work on unbelievably tiny profit margins. Anyone who thinks they're making buckets of money on each flight because they've cut out all the services, they don't. They've, they've cut out all the services, for sure. But they're also charging super low cost, way below everybody else. And so their profit margin is very tiny. And so I think what happened was they thought, oh, my God, what if this person is sick on the flight and we have to divert into an airport and to take the person off for medical assistance? 
Every time that plan, plane lands, any commercial plane lands at an airport, they're charged landing fees. And we're not talking a couple of dollars. We're talking thousands of dollars. And the, and the diversion of the flight and the fuel and all that and the extra wages. Now, people can say, well, that's part of their job. But ultra-low-cost carriers don't have that kind of a margin in their business. If you want that kind of, you know, you want to say, look, I want to know that if something goes wrong in the flight and my daughter throws up on the plane, that they're going to look after me. Well, then fly Air Canada. Fly WestJet. Don't fly an ultra-low-cost carrier. And because if you're that um, um, tight, you know, you're very, that much, you know, and you can't afford to lose a 1000 bucks if you get kicked off the plane, don't, don't fly that plane. Is and this fly- about, you're almost making it sound about extras, though, Ian. This isn't about a free sandwich or the chance to order a, a beer. This is about someone being denied, um, in, you know, and their whole family being rerouted because the kid sure. throws up on a plane. Yeah, what happened, I mean, first off, they are giving you something. Yes, they've stripped out all the services, but they're also charging literally third to 50% less. I mean, you hear these stories in Europe, and they're true. You know, Ryanair will fly you for $49 from Dublin to uh, uh, to Paris or even to, to, to you know, Warsaw uh, or, or to southern Portugal. Um, uh, and so they are treating, they're turning the business into a taxi business almost. And, uh, and, and so my point is, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying to explain what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I think people go on to their ultra-low cost with the expectation that, hey, it's a plane. There's no real difference, except the prices are cheaper, than there are if I go on WestJet or, or Air Canada to use two Canadian carriers. They have a lot more overhead. They have all kinds of army of people on the ground. Anyone who's flown into any major Canadian airport knows there's an army of people, of Air Canada and WestJet people, on the ground who can help you out. The ultra-low-cost carriers basically have no, almost nobody on the ground. The pilots, literally, and the, and the uh, employees of the ultra-low-cost load the luggage onto the plane. They have cut out, it's not just the obvious stuff like the peanuts and the free drinks and the headphones. They have cut out all kinds of labor. They cannot cut back on the number of pilots needed under Transport Canada rules or on the number of attendants, flight attendants. But they can cut back, and they can't cut back on safety because it is regulated. But they can cut back on all kinds of other things, such as support on the ground, helping you if your flight is delayed or diverted. And this is the problem flying on ultra-low cost. I mean, I want to use an analogy that may sound rather strange. It's like, and I've said this to many people who don't, I don't know if they completely agree with me, but I said, you know, going into a third world country, a developing country, and I've been into them all for the last 40 years, and you go into a first world country like Canada, the States, and it says superficially they look the same, nice hotels in Mexico, nice hotels in Canada, it's just the same thing. Yes, it is, so long as you don't get into trouble. But if you have a serious health problem and you're in a developing country, that's when you discover the difference between a developing country and a first world country. And my point is, is that when you fly on an ultra low cost and something goes wrong, that's when you find out the difference between flying on an ultra low cost mm-hmm. carrier and a full service carrier like Air Canada or WestJet. Now you pay much higher prices on Air Canada or WestJet, no question about it. I'm not trying to sugarcoat this and give a sort of a sell here for Air Canada. You get what you pay for. They, give, they have much higher ticket prices. You get a lot more support on the ground. They have numbers and websites that are very robust. Um, and these ultra-low-cost carriers are bare-bones operations. Bare-bones. 
they don't have an army of people on the ground to help you when you when you get diverted. And so, you know, I read the story. I recognized it instantly. You know that this this is the the back office consequence of ultra low cost. So there's risk flying ultra low cost, and you have to say to yourself before you ever buy that ticket, am I prepared to accept this risk? If something goes wrong, because they're not going to be there to help me, I'm going to be on my own by and large. Now the price, the benefit is you get much cheaper tickets, but the price you pay is you're on the hook yourself personally for getting yourself out of a jam if something goes wrong. And and I think that that's the best way to think about it. This is not an argument for not taking ultra low cost. It's not an argument for taking ultra low cost. It's saying. Don't think it's just another airline, just like Air Canada. It's like saying, there's no difference between Canada and Mexico. So sorry. Yes, there is. Hmm. Yes. So this is a buyer beware. Well, it's yes, buyer beware, but I think a lot of people get fooled by the superficiality. And again, I keep drawing this parallel. I'm not trashing Mexico. It's a lovely country. But they have made modern high-rise glass tower hotels, and everyone says, hey, it's just like Canada. It's just like Canada. No, it's not. It's profoundly corrupt in Mexico. The infrastructure is falling apart in some respects. Their healthcare system is very, very, very uneven. It's not a very, very high quality like Canada. So there are very, but you don't see that. That's underneath the, the hood, so to speak. Likewise with the airlines. You know, you fly, you look at Air Canada, you look at this ultra low cost swoop, and you say, well, look, they're both flying planes. Mm. They both got pilots who wear uniforms. So, hey, they're just the same thing, but one's cheaper. No, <laughs> they're not the same thing. The, the, the ultra low cost have stripped out everything that's not um, re- re- required by Transport Canada. In other words, I'm not suggesting they're cutting the corners on safety or how often they change the tires and that sort of thing. What you're not getting is support. And most of the time you don't need support because you get on the plane, it leaves, it flies to your destination, and you get off the plane. But if something goes wrong, either because your daughter throws up in the plane or you appear to be sick, they can throw you off the plane, or the flight is diverted because of weather, then you are going to be very much um, on pretty well responsible for yourself to get yourself out of that jam. What and does what different. does the airline owe this family? Uh, initially, they said uh, they would refund one daughter who was sick and uh, the wife one way. They said the father and the daughter didn't have to get off the plane, therefore they wouldn't be refunded. However, right. on Christmas Eve, the airline contacted them and said they would refund two round-trip tickets and two one-way tickets. Right. If you're the airline and you're... you're, you're, you're realizing that okay we have to we have to make this right why not just give them their money back why um, give why I'm, two I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate with you Scott mm-hmm. and um because and I, I, I get I'm guessing that the publicity from this uh, article is certainly worth the price of two airline tickets I, I would put it the other way around Ryanair went down the exact opposite road they were running ads um, on in across Europe of customers really angry, and they were bragging, we've got the worst customer service reputation in the European <laughs> airline business. That's why our tickets are so cheap. Fly with us. Wow. That's, maybe flipped, that's the way to handle it. They flipped it. In other words, I'm not saying that Swoop should have done that. I'm just saying that they realized, look, we cannot be the, the full-service airline. We cannot mimic or duplicate or offer the same degree. Where the full-service airline, their public relations is very important, their brand reputation is very important for customer service, so they will typically look after the customer, give a full refund, and if it was a family, they give them free tickets or whatever. 
But in the ultra-low-cost carrier category, mm. they just can't do that as, a, as an ordinary, in the ordinary course of business because they don't have the profit margin because they've slashed the prices so low. Should airlines do more to make the public aware of this? Like well, that airline uh, in, you were Ryan talking Air about? Yeah. Through their ads. And by the way, this has become a case study. And I've used it in my class, and the ads are just hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they're bragging. At That's how a great idea. Horrible they, how badly they treat the customer. And, and so it's almost become a shtick, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Ryanair, ha, ha. Mm. You know, they insult you and they treat you like garbage, you know, that sort of thing. But you get a cheap ticket. Just a, yeah, and then, but then they say, but the hook, their hook is, yeah, but our tickets are just rock-bottom dirt cheap. Ian and, uh, Lee has been with us, Sprott School of Business, Carleton University. we got to cut it off there, Ian. Okay. Thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, Doug's on the line, wants to talk about low-cost airlines, what we were talking about uh, last segment, and uh, just some terrible experiences people have had uh, in the Hamilton area flying in and out uh, with Swoop, which is a, a low-cost airline, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, is it Doug? Doug, that's right. Doug, that's right. what's your concern? Thanks for the call. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Um, Yeah, I got pretty agitated when I heard the last guest. Uh, I don't think he's flowing on low-cost carriers all that much, and I have flown on pretty well every one I can think of uh, in Europe and North America. And uh, you do have to think of it as a bus. Uh, You're getting from point A to point B, and it's cheap. And he is correct. You're not expecting any great things. But, uh, you know, you're saving a ton of money. How uh, different is it How different is it on board from flying a, uh, a nothing, traditional car- carrier? Nothing. Nothing. You know, the only difference, Ryanair doesn't have seat pockets. Uh, and there are some ultra-low costs, such as Ryanair now, that are very restrictive on hand baggage. Um, and, and apparently they other, admit all that in their advertising oh, and yeah, such. And maybe, sure. and maybe that's the way to go here, Doug. Maybe the yeah, way to go here to is read. to just be up front with people and say, hey, yeah. you're, you're paying less money, you're going to get a low-cost version. Can I give you a couple examples? Sure. Yeah, of what I've done. Uh, Toronto to Germany, to, to Berlin, $89 Canadian, one way. Oh, my. And <laughs> I've done Lisbon to Rome. Fourteen dollars, fourteen ninety-five Canadian, one way. I mean, how, how you can't even you can't even get to the airport for yeah. that kind of cost. <laughs> That's a valid point. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you just you have to shop carefully. You have to know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you have to go expecting that uh, you're getting zero service. You want a coffee? It's uh, two or three euros on Ryanair. Yeah, the coffee is excellent. Mm. That's what it costs. But you can pay for and, it. But you go, you go prepared. You want a coffee? You buy it at the airport. Let me ask you this: you can, Do you yeah. think the low-cost airlines do enough, like what you're talking about, what Ryanair does, and just admit, hey, you know, uh, we don't know this, we don't know that, but man, we're the cheapest. Uh, do you think well, that the low-cost airlines? Cool. Hang on a sec. Do you think the low low-cost airlines have uh, more of a responsibility to make that known to the passenger that it's just not a cheap flight? I think most people don't read the fine print and expect that it's not going to be a problem. Uh, and one thing with, with the incident in Hamilton recently, um, and I had something close to that happen years ago with my son when he was younger. Um, you know, we were at the Toronto airport flying to Europe, 
and he threw up uh, while we were having a quick snack before getting on the airline. And his nervousness, you have to learn to make sure, because most of the flights you're taking are, um, you've gone through a lot of stress to get there. Um, the kids are under a lot of stress. You have to keep things as absolutely normal as you can. And you have to watch very carefully what you're feeding them. And a lot of people just, a lot of kids especially, get that stressful. And, and that's what that is. And what he should have said, or what they should have said as a you know, husband and wife, you know, um, it's just stress. You know, she's not sick. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's over. That's it. All right, Doug, thanks for the experience. Thanks for okay. sharing the stories. Much appreciated. Okay. Uh, Doug talking about low-cost airlines in the uh, in the wake of the swoop stories that we're seri- uh, hearing in regard to some uh, flying out of Hamilton. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.